we'll see uh, where we end up. All right, here we go. Zok to Gemara. Today's daf is daf Chav Gimel, and we pick up on the bottom of Chav Beis Amud Beis. We're up to the Mishnah, seven lines from the bottom of the page on twenty two B. Chav Beis Amud Beis. Here we go. Very very fascinating Mishnah. Interesting Mishnah. We're going to discuss initially portable sukkahs. All right, and sukkahs where the walls are made up of different. Uh, materials, um, as we're about to see. It's, it's a mission that doesn't need much of an introduction. It's pretty straightforward as we read it. So let's get going. A person who builds a sukkah on top of a wagon, right? We're familiar with the Chabad cars with the menorahs on top. Yeah? What about the bed trucks with sukkahs on the back? Yeah? So you build a, you have a flatbed truck, yeah, with a, a pickup truck. Guy builds a sukkah on the back. Go around, he gives you give you mitzvahs. Yeah, go inside, shake a little bit inside the sukkah. Gavaldik. So a person makes a sukkah on top of a wagon. Or it's on a boat. Now, what's the difference whether it's on a wagon or a boat? The difference between a wagon and a boat is just practically the difference between dry land and sea. Which is that on dry land, um, the, a regular ruach metuya, a standard wind, a breeze, ain't going to do much to a sukkah. As opposed to out in the oceans... The winds are much stronger. So a person builds on top of a wagon and even on top of a boat where you can expect more damage to your sukkah from the wind, kshera. In either case, the halacha is, it's okay. It is a kosher sukkah. And you're allowed to use that sukkah on yomtiv as well. Okay. What if he puts a sukkah on top of a tree? Yeah, you make a tree sukkah, tree house. Or you build a sukkah in, on top of a very large camel that has a valley in between its humps, and you build sukkahs around, the, you know, inside that, uh, the, the area in between the humps, um, and you put schach down. Kshera, it's a valid sukkah, however, you can only use it on Cholomite. Ve'en lo yomtif. You're not allowed to go onto it on yomtif. Why? Because we're familiar, you're not allowed to climb a tree on Yom Tif, you're not allowed to ride an animal on Yom Tif. Right? But a Cholomayit, it's permitted. So it's a valid sukkah, as far as, as far as sukkah is concerned. You just can't go in it, or on it, as far as Yom Tif is concerned. What about Shtayim Be'ilon Ba'achas Bide'odim? What about if two of the walls of a sukkah are inside of a tree, and one is Bide'odim? Alright? So... You, a sukkah needs three walls. Now the problem is it's arrive, it's majority supported by a tree. So it's still considered like a tree sukkah, and it's valid, but you can't go in it on yomtiv, which makes sense, right? Think about it. What do I have? I've got a I've got a three walled sukkah, even a four walled sukkah, but a three walled sukkah. Two of the walls are in a tree. One is man-made. You can't go it on Yontif. Why? Because we still view the entire sukkah as if it's in a tree. Since two out of the three walls are tree-made on a tree, you can't go in it on Yontif. Right in the tree. Okay. However, and this is going to be very interesting. What if you have three that are man-made and one inside of a tree? Then, then it's kosher, you can't go, but... And you're permitted to go in it on Yom Tif. Now, what's going to be the obvious question that all of us are thinking? Look how the Mishnah jumped. 
The Mishnah said, if there's two, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, I skipped. Two in a tree and one bidei adam. adam Or I skipped that case. Or you have two that are man-made, and one is in a tree. So then, even then, we say because you need that third wall of the tree. It's dependent on the third tree. However, if you have, if you would have a four-wall sukkah, three are man-made, one's not, which means that fourth wall of the tree is not really necessary to kosherize my sukkah. It would be a kosher sukkah anyway. The sukkah would, would suffice without it. So then, even though there's a fourth wall here, practically, like we said yesterday, right? practically a fourth wall, since in halacha, a three-walled sukkah would be okay. So we view the fourth wall like we're not going it, and this is a man-made sukkah, you're allowed to go in it on yom. Okay. Zehakla. This is the rule. Top of today's daf. Anytime if you remove the tree, you take away the tree. And the sukkah would be okay by itself. It's kosher and you're allowed to go in it on yamtiv. Okay. Says the Mishnah, says the Gemara. Money Masnison. Who is the Tana of our Mishnah? Who's the Tana of our Mishnah? Says the Gemara. Rabbi Akivi. The Tanav Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva. It's the Tanya. Because we learned in Ebrisa, where do we find an opinion of Rabbi Akiva um, being in um, cahoots with our Mishnah? The Tanya. We learned in Ebrisa. person built a on top of a boat. says, no good. That's not our Mishnah, right? Our Mishnah said you could do it on top of a boat. Rabbi says, no. So he ain't the Tanav Mishnah. Rabbi Akiva says, Beseda. It's kosher. My sir, going to be Rabbi Akiva, who said it was no good. And Rabbi Akiva says the sukkah on a boat is good. So you remember seeing traveling on a boat. Rabbi Akiva, who said it's okay, he went ahead, he built the sukkah on top of a boat. The wind came and knocked over his sukkah. Hashem shows, yeah, Hashem shows that, uh, that you're not supposed to have a sukkah. Akiva, where's your sukkah? You built the sukkah, Kaddish Baruch Hu sent the wind. Ah, you see from here, says the Gemara, Rabbi Akiva is the Tana of our mission. Okay, now, let's understand the Machlekes, Rabbi Gamil and Rabbi Akiva. Why does Rabbi Gamil say, you cannot have a sukkah on a boat? And Rabbi Akiva says, you may have a sukkah on a boat. Why are they arguing? Let's keep reading. Let's keep learning. Amar Abai, Abai says, the Kuli Amar, the whole world, meaning everybody involved in this discussion, will agree. That if I build the sukkah that cannot even stand up to a ordinary wind, a standard wind, the three little wolves, I build my walls out of thin straw. Any breeze comes, it's going to knock it over. Everybody agrees like Klumhi, that sukkah is not a kosher sukkah. And by the way, this has very important ramifications when it comes to tarp sukkahs. Because you have to make sure that the, the walls don't move more than an X amount of tvachim, more than three tvachim. Otherwise, it's considered a flimsy sukkah and it's, not, it's nothing. You can't just put up tarp without any sort of holder there to make sure it doesn't move too much. 
and everybody agrees. Uh, even Rabbi Gamliel will agree. Gamliel says no sukkah on the, on the boat. He'll agree, however, that if I build my sukkah on a boat in such a way that it can hold up to a strong ocean wind, he'll agree that's okay too. Kuliyamalei pligidikshir. He'll agree it's kosher. If you made it fit for the ocean winds, besed. Ki pligi. Where's the machlaikas Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Akiva? Where it's able to stand up to an ordinary ground wind. But it cannot hold up to a tropical slash hurricanes slash Midwest style wind. Right? And since it can't stand by it's not valid. In, if you're going to build a boat sukkah, it needs to be able to withstand an ordinary wind of the ocean. Since a boat is meant to be on the ocean, out in the sea, it needs to be able to withstand what the boat, where the boat is meant to be. In an ordinary case. Rebekiba says, no, a sukkah just needs to be a temporary dwelling, and therefore, as long as it can withstand and a regular ground wind, Kshera, it's going to be kosher, even on a boat. Okay. Period. End of that explanation of the Mishnah to that. All right. Next we said, Ayagabi Gomel. If a person makes a sukkah in the, he lays out the schach on top of a camel. All right. Bet- between the, uh, the humps, of a camel. What did we say? We said that it is a kosher sukkah, but since you're not allowed to go up on an animal on sukkahs, um, on yomtif, you're only allowed to use it on cholamayim. Okay. Now, there's going to be a little bit of a break in the sukkah, in, in this sugya as we get to Amud Beis, but just bear in mind that Be'ez Hashem today, we're going to leave off in the middle of this sugya. There's really no great uh, stopping point till a little bit far down on tomorrow's daf. So we'll kind of, we're going to, we're going to hold it uh, in the middle of the sugya over here. All right. But let's get going. Let's cover as much as we can. Masnisen money. Who's the Tan of Mishnah? Who says you can have a kosher sukkah on the back of a camel? If you make a sukkah on the back of an animal, Rav Meir says it's okay. Rav Paisel. Okay. The mayor says it's fine, which is like our Mishnah. That's in that's in cahoots with our Mishnah. And Gamil says no good. My time and Rabbi Yehuda says no good. My time, Rabbi Yehuda. What's the reason for Rabbi Yehuda that a sukkah on top of an animal is not kosher? Amar Kra, because it says in the pasuk, You need to have a sukkah that's fit for seven days. If it's fit for seven days, it's called a sukkah. And guess what? Sukkah she'ena ruy l'shiva loishma sukkah. If you're not allowed to use it for all seven days of sukkahs, that ain't a sukkah. And guess what? Are you allowed to use the uh, Are you allowed to use the sukkah two days? The first day of sukkahs, last day of sukkahs in Eretz Yisrael. First two days in Chutzlars, last days of Chutzlars. Are you allowed to use the sukkah? No. What are you allowed to use it? Cholamayit. So it's not fit for seven days. Any sukkah that is not fit for seven days says Rabbi Yehuda. Laishma sukkah is not called a sukkah. You may not make a sukkah on the back of an animal. Okay? Very good. That's Rabbi Akiva's, that's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Says Rabbi Meir. In response. Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is going to say, one second. 
Why can't you go up on an animal on Yom Tif? Is that der Arisa? No. That's not der Arisa. Der Arbana made Xera. You're not going to go on top of animals. So this sukkah, which is a biblical obligation, it's a Dairaisa obligation, is fit for all seven days when you make it on top of the animal. Because me Dairaisa, it is fit, says Rebbeir. It's the Rabbanon who said you can't. And therefore, it's still called a sukkaruya. Let's read this inside. For Rebbeir, he'll say, Hanami me Dairaisa mechzichazia. Eh, a sukkah top of an animal is fit to be used me Dairaisa for seven days. Rabbanu to Gazruba. It's just a Gzeira de Rabbanu. So it's a fascinating Lamdashim Achlekes over here. When the Torah says that you need a sukkah fit for seven days, does it mean that you ha- that in the time when the Torah was given, it's fit to be used seven days, but later on, if the Rabbanan or ever goes there, that you're not allowed to, all of a sudden it's not included in this pasuk, or not? Okay? Very interesting. Machlech has seen Rebuda and Rebmeir. The Machlech has Rebuda and Rebmeir. The Pasuk says that you need a sukkah that's fit for seven days. Says Reb Yehuda, since the Rabbanon made a gezerah, you're not allowed to go on animals on first day yomtif and last day yomtif. It's not fit for seven days and it's not a kosher sukkah. Says Reb Meir to Reb Yehuda, I agree with you that you need a sukkah that's fit for seven days. A sukkah on top of an animal is fit biblically for seven days. When the Torah was given at Har Sinai, if you were to put a sukkah on top of an animal, that, that coming sukkah, would it be valid? Yes. It's later on that the Rabbanon made a decree, you can't go on top of an animal. But that doesn't make it not fit for seven days. Midairaisa, it's still fit for seven days, and therefore a sukkah on an animal is valid. You got it? When the Torah says Chagasuka is Tasilacha Shivas Yamim, says Reb Meir, it means when the Torah was given, would a sukkah on an animal be fit for seven days? Yeah. Sure. It's only later on the Rabbanan said, don't ride animals. That's right. That's right. So it says Reb Meir, just because later on the Rabbanan said, don't ride animals. That redefines the words of the Pasuk? Absolutely not. That's his take. That's his machlekes. Weiter. Here we go. I saw the behemoth in the sukkah. A new case. If a person has two walls for a sukkah, and then he's got a pet animal. See, he takes his pet animal, and he lines him up. He lines up the animal as wall number three. You stand here. You stand here. You're my third wall. Rav Meir Paiso, Rav Meir says, nothing doing. Rav Yudha says, yeah, good idea. You got something going on here. Shay Rav Meir, Rav Meir says, Kol yesh by anything that is alive, anything that has the spirit of life, it can never be wall, used as a wall for a sukkah. We're going to see why soon. Also cannot be used as an extension, a lechi for a mavoi to allow people to carry on Shabbos. You also can't use it as the corners around the well. Remember that case? When you have a well in Rishasarab and you make the Pasi be rice, these four 90, 90 degree angles around each side, just on the corners to be able to carry in. They also can't be used as a cover 
for a kever mishum Rabbi Yisachar Amru, and they said in the name of Yisachar as well. Afein kaislav gite nashim. You can't write a divorce document of a woman on the on the on the belly of Betsy the cow. If I own Betsy the cow, or my wife owns Betsy, the, or somebody's wife owns Betsy the cow, and and you want to write a ksuba, you can write it on leather parchment, but you can't write it on the skin of a live animal. My time with Reb Meir. What's the reason for a mayor that you're not allowed to use live animals? Abai Yom Rabai says, I'll tell you why you can't use it. At, uh, I'll tell you a very, li- very practical reason why you can't use your animal as well, number three. You know why? Shema Tomos. Because <laughs> an animal could die. And what happens if it kicks the bucket? It's going to fall down and you don't have a wall. Reb Zeir says, Shema Tivrach. Another reason is it, might write, it, might, it may run away. So therefore... It's not staying in one place. You can't count it as a wall. Now, let's look at the following scenarios. We gave two reasons, and we're going to give nafkaminas. We're going to show differences. Reason number one, why you can't use a live animal is because it might die. Reason number two is because it might run away. Now, let's go through this. Bepil kosher, let's say you have a tied-up peel, a tied-up elephant, as, a, a tied-up elephant as your third wall. Kuyamalai pligi, Everybody will agree that this is going to be kosher. Why? The inami mayis, if it dies, yesh bin of asara. An elephant is so big and so large that even the side of an elephant will be ten tvachim high and it will remain a valid wall. Keep leaky. So in what type of circumstance, and it ain't running away either, right? Why isn't it running away? Because it's tied up. Keep leaky. Where's the Ramachlaikas? The Peel Kasher. With an elephant that's not tied up. The Madamar Shamatamas, according to Abai, he says it might die. So, like Hashinon, it's still okay. Because even if it dies, you'll have 10 Tzvachim. However, the Madamar Shamatamash, if you hold that the reason why you can't use an animal is because it might run away, it ain't going to run away. I'm sorry, this will run away because it's not tied up. You are concerned. I the man According, it says the Gemara. Okay, let's let's just talk practical. Let's talk for ourselves. Abaye says it might die. That's the problem. Rav Zira says it might run away. Let me ask you. Let's ask us. Aren't they both a concern? Shouldn't we be concerned about both? Right. Let's be concerned about both. They're both, they both seem to be valid concerns. So why, aren't, why isn't Abaye and Erzera both concerned about dying and running away? So it says the Gemara like this. According to what it says that it might die, Abaye, why isn't he concerned it's going to run away? And the Gemara says, you're right. You're right. Abaye should be concerned about that as much. I mean, which one's sooner going to happen, a death or running away? More things run away before they die. So, says Gemara, Let's re-explain the Machlechus. When an elephant is not tied up, everybody agrees, uh, everybody agrees that it is puzzle. It's puzzle. It's not tied up. Okay? Now, why is it puzzle? Because it might move away. Running away is a lot more common than death, and we're, anything that's not tied up, we're going to be concerned. When you have an animal that is tied up, not an elephant that falls on its side, it's still ten tzvachim. A normal-sized animal. 
that is tied. If you're concerned about death, we got a problem. Because it might die. And if it dies, what's going to happen? So this is very... We should be concerned about what I'm about to say. If it dies, you're not going to have 10 tfachim because it's going to be laying on its side. Now what's going to be your concern? Because I thought it's tied up. If it's tied up, maybe you could tie it in a way where it stays standing. Okay? So that's going to be the question on what I'm explaining now. The Gemara is going to get there. But for now, this is the you're going to use. A regular size animal, if it dies, then it's not going to have the proper size. And that's why there's a concern. But if you hold the issue as it might run away, like Hashinon, a regular animal is not going to run away because it's tied up. Says the Gemara, according to the one who says that there's a concern of the animal running away, why aren't you concerned it might die? So says the Gemara, very practical, very simple. Because, come on, animals only die once. <laughs> animals run away all the time. All right? Animals run away all the time. They only die once. So I'm concerned about animal running away. I'm not concerned about a once-in-a-lifetime event. <laughs> Says the Gemara, Okay, you're saying it's tied up and it's a wall. But don't we have Rebach? Don't we have open area, open space, Baini, Baini, in between its feet? There's open space. And even though it's standing, this should be considered a hole in the space. You closed up the space with twigs and wood. The Domorava, maybe the animal is going to sit down. So we say, Yeah, it's tied up from the ceiling. It's hanging from the ceiling. You, you, you wrap the noose around its belly, the front of its belly. You wrap the noose around the bottom. Yeah, you lassoed it up, whatever this is called. And it's hanging. And therefore, it's not going to crouch. Says the Gemara, but one second. If it's not going to crouch and it's hanging from the ceiling... So then, even if it dies, why are you concerned it's going to fall on its side? I thought it's hanging from the top. It'll stay ten tfachim. It'll remain ten tfachim. It's not going to fall on its side. You just told me it's hanging from cords from above. Says the Gemara. I'll tell you what the problem. Because there, there's times, there's zimnin, there's times. The mukim that a person may establish it, a person may put it, with less than three tfachim from the schach, and we're going to rely on love, but so I put my animal as my third wall. Within three tfachim of the schach, it's hanging. Now what happens to things when they die? I forget the fancy word for it. Baruch Hashem, I forget the word. But things start to dry up, right? It, it takes up less space, it shrivels. Memayit, Rashi says. It's going to start to shrivel up as soon as it dies. And it's going to make it more than three tzvachim away. But he's not going to notice. And Memela, the sukkah is not kosher. Because now you're going to lose out on your uh, love. So a fascinating case that ultimately we're explaining is the Machleka Sabaya and Rav Okay. Animals hanging from cords from the ceiling within three tzvachim. Love it. If you're concerned it's going to die, the concern is going to be shriveled up. If you're concerned it's run, going to run away, you, ha, you don't have this concern. Okay. Very good. What we're coming out with is 
one mandiyamar is concerned animals may die. The other mandiyamar is concerned that the um, animal may run away. Okay? What we're going to do now, until the next daf, it's very short amr, not too hard. Okay? We're going to wrap up, we're going to keep going, get to the top of the daf, but this is going to be the conversation we're going to leave off with. We're going to be in the middle of this conversation of these opinions of are you concerned that something may die? Is there a concern when something... How, how commonplace does something need to be to start being a concern? It's a very, very practical Maimur uh, Chazal for us to understand. You know, we're going... We're living uh, in times right now where everyone's got their own level of risk tolerance and everyone's got their own uh, approach to... Have, you know, how far, how much... Uh, you know, uh, when do you stop being concerned? About things. So here we go. Says the Gemara, Could Abaye say that a mayor is concerned that an animal might die? Reviewed a leichash, reviewed a holes, and is not concerned the animal might die, but it's not concerned in the Mishnah. Bas Yisrael, she's going to be a daughter of a regular Yisrael. So we'll call her Yisraelis, a regular Jewish girl, not from a Kahuna family. And now she marries a Kohen. Her husband goes off to do business across the ocean. You don't have to assume her husband died somewhere. I, we haven't received a letter from him in a month. She could keep eating truma as if she's married to a Kohen. We're not going to assume that Yenem uh, Yistama Yankel, who traveled out of town, died. Okay? And we asked the contradiction about that. We said, if a person says, okay? If a person hands a get to his wife and he says, this is your get, one minute before I die. You hear this? He tells his wife, I don't want you to be a widow. I want you to have the status of a divorcee. Whenever I die, whenever that moment is, retroactively, a minute before then, we're divorced. The halacha is, she can no longer eat truma. The guys are going, she can't eat truma. You know why? Because... Anytime she eats shuma, there's a concern her husband might die a minute later. You never know when your husband's going to die. So you can never eat shuma. You might be over in this here. So you see, we are concerned about that. The Yomar Abayi says, like, there's no question because her mayor holds you not chayish lemisa, and her beauty holds you are chayish lemisa. Hello, this is the opposite of what her mayor just said by us. By us, her mayor says, Abayi says, her mayor is concerned about that, and her beauty is not. Over here, Abai is saying that Rav Meir is not concerned about death, and Rav Meir holds, you are concerned about death. The Tainix, we learned in Abraisa, if a person buys wine from Kusim, okay? Oimer, a person should say, now you got to take your true memeiser, so a person should say, two lug that I'm eventually, later on, going to separate, Hareza Chuma, this is Chuma, Asara Maiserishan, Ten or Maiserishan, Tisha Maisersheni, Humechel, he makes it chal, he separates his Maisersheni, Vishaisim Miyad, and he could drink right away. Meaning, Yesh Breira, right? As long as you leave over the requisite amount that in your barrel that needs to ultimately be given for your Maiser, you're okay. You can start drinking it now. Divi Rebbe Meir, this is the opinion of Rebbe Meir, top of tomorrow's daf. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Shimon, Aisim. 
Yehuda, Rabbi Yaisi, and Rabbi Shimon say you may not. Why? So right now we're thinking that the reason why the reason why you may not is that uh, the guy's got to kick the bucket before he ends up separating the truma. So you see from over here, what's the question? Abaye says Reb Meir is not concerned about Misa, and Reb Yehuda is concerned about Misa. But earlier he said Reb Meir is not concerned about Misa, and Reb Yehuda is. What does Abaye hold? Says the Gemara, Epoch. Switch around the opinions about the Mishnah, where a guy says, this is your divorce, a minute before I die. Switch around that Mishnah. Rav Meir Chayish Lemisa. Rav Meir is concerned. Rav Yudah Lai Chayish Lemisa. Detanya. Asola Behemah Doi from the Sukkah. If a person makes an animal a wall for a Sukkah, Rav Meir Paisel. Rav Meir says it's a puzzle because we are concerned about Misa. Rav Yehuda Machshir. Rav Yehuda will say it is kosher. Okay? Meaning that Rav Meir is concerned that, a, that uh, a death may occur, and Rabbi Yehuda has no concern that a death may occur. Okay, now we're still going to be left with a question. We're going to hold it here. We'll pick up on Mati Shabbos, but the question we're still going to be left off with is how do how are we uh, how are we going to uh, fall in line with the Mishnah about the Kusi wine? Because when it came to the Kusi wine, Rav Meir did allow it. And Rav Meir is now the one who says we're concerned about death. If you're concerned about death, why are you allowing me to drink the Kusi wine? You might die before you separated. So even though we've, we've now explained why the laws of Sukkah and the laws of Gittin fall into lockstep, tomorrow, Bez Hashem, we're going to have to learn together and explain how the halacha of the, of the wine from the Kusi that still needs to be separated, where Rav Meir says you may and Behuda says you may not. How do we reconcile that Mishnah with our current understanding of the Machlekes? Bezhan, we'll pick up from here on Matzi Shabbos at 9.45. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.